This is Cody Cast, the Cody Allen CMT Podcast. So good to see you. Always. Me too, man. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the show because if for people who haven't seen it before, yeah. it is all about songs and songwriters, right? Right. So basically what happens is four songwriters come to pitch their songs to a major artist. Um, and I'll just use the example of like the Jonas Brothers. So four songwriters. I'm a for you. Exactly. Yeah, taking sorry. over the world. Sorry. That was really good. Yeah, maybe you that. should be on the show. Well, maybe, maybe the voice. Um, <laughs> but but four songwriters come out and pitch their songs to the Jonas Brothers. Mm-hmm. Unknown songwriters, songwriters that haven't had that break yet, uh, that just have a song that maybe would work. And then uh, on the spot uh, with the Jonas Brothers, myself, Ryan Tedder, and Esther Dean, we all sort of start doing what we would do in the writing mm-hmm. room mm-hmm. if someone brought us a piece of a song, a chorus, mm-hmm. a verse, mm-hmm. and say, hey, I, I would do this to that song. Maybe I would make it a ballad, right. which in in my case is almost always the way I go because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sap. But, uh, you know, maybe your chorus is your verse. Maybe you don't know what your hook mm-hmm. is. And we all just sort of break it apart. And then... Um, it sounds like you could watch one episode and sort of get a winner or whatever. It's you, all self-contained. Every all, episode, oh. there's, a, there's a winner. Basically, by the end of the episode... The Jonas Brothers pick one of the songs and Brilliant. record it, and it comes out with the show. This is good for me because you know what? I I feel like I can't start a show anymore unless I, I watch 12 episodes. I feel episodes. exactly the same way, and honestly, that is one of the things that has been so appealing is that you don't have to know what happened last week or the next week. Um, what I am hearing a lot is that once people see one, mm-hmm. they're kind of like, now I want to go see what John Legend did, or I want to go see right. what Kelsey did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can kind of catch up on them. Some fun episodes coming up, by the way. I know Old Dominion's has not aired yet but that's on the way soon what's really cool about the old dominion one is that it's a um it's that that this one was twofold so old dominion is looking for a song for a jeep commercial so we had all the jeep executives in on it trying to find the right song with old dominion and then by the end of the episode that must have gone over great well i mean it was a lot of there were a lot of cooks committee Um, (laughs) committee Decisions by committee. Luckily, those guys uh, were, you know, sort of go with the flow about it. But we did find a song, and it's it'll be in an upcoming Jeep promotion cool, for the songwriter. So they're getting a, a cut by Old Dominion and also getting their song in a Jeep promotion. Wow. All right, so what surprised you the most in doing this show? Obviously, you're good at your craft already. We all know that. Which, by the way, we're going to get to in a second, this, the laundry list of songs that you've been a part of. But tell me what's been most surprising about sort of the process of doing this show. Well, because it's TV, mm-hmm. I had this idea that it would be sort of over-sensationalized or <laughs> glossy. And yeah, it's a network show, so it looks pretty. But the truth is what happens on camera is no different than mm-hmm. what happens in the writing room. And because they're able to go in and pull out some of the greatest moments, you're not sitting there watching someone do it for four hours. And uh, you really can watch the song evolve. I I am fascinated by watching it because there are so many things that Ryan Tedder and Esther Dean, the other Mm. producers on the show, that they do that I don't see. So I love seeing what they did in the studio with their respective writers. And you steal their ideas, their best Uh, stuff. Absolutely. And what's great is they do sometimes throw them out in the moment and I just get my phone out and just (laughs) hit record and say they'll never know. They won't remember. Right. What would you tell somebody who, who watches the show and thinks, oh, may- maybe I could write songs? Well, I do think that's one of the things that's inspiring or, or hope. You know, I'm not sure everyone knows they could write a song uh, or think that that's a job. I mean, even my parents have watched the show and said, oh, 
that's what you're doing when I call you and you're like, I'm busy. I'm in a session. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, yeah, just step out. I mean, you're writing. <laughs> right. What does that yeah. mean? But, yeah. you know, they see that once you're sort of in it and, and moving with a song, it you can't get away from it, right. you know, until it's yeah. done. And um, I, I hope that people do see it and think, no, I have these lyrics. Or I think some people are scared that they don't mm-hmm. sing well enough or maybe they're too old. Maybe uh, they're from a part of the country that j- they just don't have access to Nashville, L.A. or New York, mm-hmm. you know, and they send a song in that might be right for one of the artists. And the next thing you know, they're doing the show. What was the first song you wrote? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the first song I wrote uh, that had a hook and like that I can put together, I was probably... 13 or 14 and it was called Hollywood um, which is hilarious and it was uh, a play on the word Hollywood and it was about a girl named Holly who would um, I thought I had broken music I was positive that was the next big hit um, and you know I, I recorded it and, and wrote a lot of other songs alongside it but I was certain that was the one and my mom is still certain that that is a diamond in the rough that no one has recorded <laughs> I love it. She's like, what about Hollywood? I'm like, Mom, I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Texas. Yeah, Where in Texas? I grew up in Mineral Wells, Texas. I know exactly which is that. West of Fort Worth. Yeah. yeah, I lived in Dallas, Fort Worth for like uh, 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you were uh-huh. radio. The there. Wolf. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 99.5 The Wolf. I actually worked um, at. Uh, God, I worked at a local radio station growing up. Uh, 95.9 was the call letters oh. and it it's now it's transitioned KFWR to, yeah that's which, it uh-huh. it's a pretty big station now but it was a locally owned family mm-hmm. station in Mineral Wells when I was a kid and in high school I had the the evening shift it's so weird because you could probably like name a city and you know what, them all I know them all yeah I you know I'm such a nerd I love that I, that's how <laughs> I am about chart position of songs of like from then I used mm-hmm. to keep the chart every Sunday I would write it out like mm. a weirdo and just keep up with it all year and try to tabulate before the year end would come out right. I would try to figure out what it was going to be and see how close I could wow. get yeah, I, I was I had a lot of friends like the Miranda Lambert song <laughs> automatic says I would tape the country countdown every single week yeah. on cassette and play it back that's why that kind of line I mean she knows what we're all up to yeah you know she did it too we were such dorks growing up i don't think much has changed i still feel pretty dorky me too and i get yeah. real involved in the stuff like i'm like oh you know how long is the song i love to know the time mm-hmm. of a song mm-hmm. you know like and what the credits would have said i know the intros of every oh, yeah. song you yeah. name a song i know how long i have to talk mm-hmm. before the singing starts I, I, and i think probably you hear songs and think <laughs> that's going to make a really good bed Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. We can make that longer and chop it up and American Kids would be a great bet. It really it really is. So many um so many hits over the years for so many stars. So what do you remember about the uh the first time you heard or um or saw someone and you thought, Oh man, that's she she or he is gonna be big. Um Sam Hunt. I mean that was somebody that I met right when he came to town and he he evolved. You met when you came to town. No, when he when, when he, he came, came to town. How long had you been doing it by the time he got here? Uh, well, I'd been back and forth from L.A., but I moved to town um, in '95, and, and you struggled. Yeah, I didn't have a cut until 2008, and I moved to town actually at the Holy end of '94, and I got a cut only in Womack how in 2008. You, how did you s- survive bartending? 
um, every odd job in the world, you know, catering. How did you mentally survive though? Because I don't know that I did. I mean, I think <laughs> I think that part of me might be done. Oh man, I was I was down for a uh-huh. long time, uh-huh. and really the only reason I stayed in it was because every time I would be in one of these jobs I talk about, and it would start to turn into a career mm. of some sort, it would. I would have like a panic attack, freak out, like I'm supposed to be doing music. I would pray for a new dream mm. because it was just so hard. I could not crack the code. Mm-hmm. Record deal after record deal, publishing deals falling through. I lost a house in the process, a car. Well, um, you know, it, it is the story of most creative people that I know. Uh, and I think, honestly, it is why things ultimately are the way they are. I, You know, I didn't have... A number one song until 2010 and in nine years I've had 40 so <laughs> I think retroactively like I was catching up because I was writing so many songs yeah. I mean I was writing seven and eight songs a week and yeah. just turning them in turning them in, trying to get it done you know what did you do to sort of make it through those struggles because I know a lot of people you know they have a dream or they think they've got something they want to accomplish and they think they've got the talent to do it and they believe in themselves and they're willing to risk everything for it yeah and yet you know don't do it <laughs> just go home and have a family <laughs> now you know it's hard to say because what happened for me in the time it took is very odd. I mean, most of the time, it's starting to catch a little by the age of like yeah. 30. If you've been there 10 right. years, it should start. I, and it's not an age thing. It's more about the time put in. Um, I would say, you know, I think people can, if if people really pay attention to the songs they're writing and the people responding to them and not just their family saying, you're amazing. <laughs> you know, what changed for me was I came to Nashville uh, when I was 19 and played a song at the Bluebird that I had written mm. and the response from the room of songwriters told me I could do this. Now it took me forever after that, but meaning I had something mm-hmm. that I could build on, you know, I thought I was ready then, but clearly I wasn't. I just think sometimes what happens is people forget how much time and work that songwriters particularly put in in Nashville. What, the biggest question I get is, I'm from so-and-so. How can I get George Strait to record my song? Could you play it for him? And I'll say, the thing is, I'm going to play a song I wrote for him if I have the option. <laughs> right. Because I've been doing it in the town where these people are. Yeah, George lives in Texas, but the music happens here. Uh, and so... Although that's a little different than the Songland situation, because I do think that gives people that may have one song a real chance, you know. But I'm talking about a career of songwriters. One of the main things I tell people is if you can't make the move to one of those cities, Nashville, L.A., or New York, uh, then I don't I don't know how it works. I've known one songwriter who's been able to do it differently, and that was Lori McKenna. Hmm. And she spends a lot of time in Nashville, you know. She had a family in Boston that was still in school but she she went both places she's really the only one who wasn't based here that i that i think has had a big career let's talk about a few of the names the people you've worked with um i'll name an artist you give me the first thing that sort of pops in your head you mentioned sam hunt earlier he was one of those you knew from the get-go from the start right that was he was going to be a big deal yeah i mean i didn't know it would turn into what it has because his music was a little more traditional when i met him because he is 
from the country. He loves country mm-hmm. music. Had he done that mixtape by the time you met him? Oh yeah, breaking. No, the no, no, no. He did that way later. Okay. We we met like literally. He had just finished at University of Alabama Birmingham. Okay. Um, he was a you know quarterback there, and for a couple of years, he and Josh Osborne and I would just write songs that a bunch of them ended up getting recorded, but they weren't right for what Sam ended up doing. Um, and then we, you know, we also wrote songs for him, but he, he ultimately came to this urban leaning version of tradition. Uh, and it was, it was brilliant because it really was who he was. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, uh, you know, it worked for him. But what, but what I thought early on was he just had that charisma thing. Like, well, first of all, he's one of the best looking people that, I mean, and that, Look, I think at times that has hurt him because I don't know that people always understand how incredibly musical he is. Right. Because he's just so good looking. He could be a model. Um, he hates when I say that, but um, it's better than me just staring at him across the room <laughs> and being weird. Um, Which is no, what I do in most interviews. I mean, it's hard, but uh, he he really does uh, exude that sort mm-hmm. of star power. Certainly. You know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Um, Kenny Chesney, um, you help write... Or you wrote American Kids Get Along, um, Kenny. What do you think, Kenny? What do you think? I think he's the biggest uh, reason that I have a songwriting career. Um, he recorded somewhere with you in 2010, and that song really propelled me as a songwriter because it was a different kind of phrasing. It wasn't something he had done before, but I had a lot of songs like that. And so when he cut that song, it told everybody else. Oh, go go check out this guy's songs. They're different. He still does that for me. You know, we we've celebrated six big hits together and has recorded a bunch for his new record. And he he just takes chances with me. And that is you know that is a, the golden ticket for a songwriter who lines up with someone in a way that they will record the songs that are a little outside the box because that's really telling of who a songwriter is. Mama's broken heart from Miranda Lambert. Yeah, that so that was with Casey Musgraves and Brandy Clark. Uh, two of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And it was originally written about my sister uh, who was going through a breakup. And my mom was the woman in Mama's Broken Heart who would not <laughs> let her off the hook, basically saying, <laughs> act right. You know, you're being crazy. Quit cutting your hair. <laughs> and so I was telling Casey and Brandy about it. And their genius minds made it into a song. And what do you think of Miranda? I think Miranda uh, is probably the biggest female presence of all time, if not one of the biggest, pre- I hate doing the male and female thing, but we still do that because we always go, what about Loretta? What about Dolly? What about Reba? All of them, incredible, incredible artists. But I think when all is said and done, Miranda has covered more ground, honestly, than anyone. When you look at the number of years she has dominated, um, even if just the fact of the awards, I mean, Ultimately, yeah, some awards I think are superficial and they shouldn't matter. But I'm just saying if we if we were to quantify, like, look at the number of years this woman has been female vocalist of the year. Mm-hmm. Nobody can touch her. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about the songwriting. Then you talk about the records she has made and songs she's cut of other people's. I mean, that's a gift as well. The House That Built Me. What? Would country music today be without a song like that? And she knew to record it, even though she didn't write it. Um, I just, I just think across the board, you know, she's, she's at the top. And I don't know that anyone knew that in the beginning. Well, it built slowly. Yeah. 
I mean, you also talk about, you know, the fact that she was on uh, Nashville Star. I mean, those, th- you know, ultimately the talent just rises and she just kept making great records. And, you know, her new stuff is no exception. I just, I just love her because mostly for the moves she has made because they're not calculated moves. She is doing music because she has to yeah. and that comes across. Keith Urban, female, John Cougar, John Deere, John 316. Um, what about Keith? Keith is, um, has been so, good to me it's funny we write a lot of songs together but he only records the songs that we didn't write together (laughs) so we have this shelf of songs we've written together that i'm hoping show up sooner or later uh just a great hang a great person he is exactly what he seems i think that's sort of the biggest surprise about him because he is so famous and he is married to one of the most famous people in the world and they are absolutely the kindest most unassuming. I mean, yeah. you know, they're just yeah. the greatest. It's all true, though. Yeah. I mean, you just you won't meet better people. Uh, kiss tomorrow goodbye for for Luke Bryan. What do you Ooh, think, of Luke? That's nice. Well, I think uh, Luke is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a great ambassador for us and and incredible talent. But he also has taken on sort of the role of spreading the word of country yeah. music everywhere. He. He does so many things that people don't even know about that that help. Um, and then there's also the things you do hear about. But you know, he's just he's just taken the role very seriously, yeah. even with the amount of comedy that's part of it. Yeah. You know, I think he's he really respects the industry and wants to do right by country music, and I I love that. Is there a voice, someone you want to write for? You know, my big bucket list was George Strait. Um, growing up in Texas. And I would just write for him, write for him, write for him. And, and finally, uh, this record before last, Brandy Clark and I wrote a song that he recorded that was also the theme song from uh, a special on TV called R- Texas Rising. And the song was called Take Me to Texas. So it meant a lot that it was about Texas. George cut it. That was a huge bucket list moment. Um, I mean, a, a lot of the people I want to write and work with now are new artists. Um, and, and, and I'm getting to... But I just love so many of these new artists like Walker Hayes and Ingrid Andrus and Ashley McBride. And, you know, it's like every time I hear a song or a voice I love, I'm just like, how can I get with them? And I don't want to go in like, oh, I'm this big, bad songwriter who's had all these hits. And now I want to go in and see what they're doing and learn from them because it's it's new and it's fresh. And even the stuff that's really traditional is new again. Yeah. So that's that's working for me because that's really natural to me. Yeah. But I would love to work with Adele. I, I will say, if there's someone that is like a bucket list person that I haven't worked with, it's her. Maybe Ryan Tedder can hook you up. Yeah. You know what? I have been <laughs> dropping those hints like crazy. <laughs> I would be too. Yeah. By the way, I, I adore him. I think he is so incredibly talented. He as really well. is. Yeah. And I like this show because it doesn't sound like it's really a battle between you guys. It's more like we try to really keep yeah. that to a minimum because. We're there to help those songwriters. And plus, how are the three of us going to compete? That just doesn't, it doesn't, you know what I mean? It yeah. does. It just doesn't feel right uh, because we've done our thing. And now we get to help other people make their dreams come true. And so we really are in it all together. We have to have a little element of that yeah. just because we're each paired with someone. Yeah. And you can't help but be pulling for that person because you've spent time with them, you know? This show is on Wednesday nights on NBC. It's called Songland. So again, it'll start this Wednesday. And then how many episodes are there left? Uh, there are five more. Five more. Okay. Yep. And then we'll go in and start working on a new batch. New batch of shows. Um, and real quick, on a personal note, you have a beautiful family. Thanks. Your kids are awesome. 
Yeah. I met your daughter a couple years ago, I think on a red carpet where she was like co-hosting or something. <laughs> yes, yes. A four-year-old co-host on the CMT red carpet. It was awesome. Yeah, she's she's pretty proud of herself. Not not as proud as I am, though. I am uh, I'm a proud dad. I'm just really in love with this process of getting to watch them, and they teach me every day. And I know all parents say that. You know, we didn't start till we were 38, and my husband and I didn't know that we would ever even get to yeah. and so we feel like every day with them is a blessing and a gift that that uh we just we just couldn't have imagined yeah. anything better i feel like they may be uh, wilted up from the pool time i feel like they're oh always no in the kidding. swimming pool <laughs> right am i right it's no joke thank <laughs> goodness they love a pool because that is has been such uh, a great way to keep them occupied i'm so worried one day because look you know we have a pool but if we go to a hotel in another town, their first question is, is there a pool? And I'm like, thank God, they still are mesmerized by this, by, by even pool. though they've always had it. So yeah, uh, that, that really like saves us because we can just sit there on the side of the pool and just let them work out all their energy. <laughs> I'm hoping they're swimmers, right. you know? Yeah, they, right. they both love it so much. Olympic swimmers maybe one day. And not to get too personal, but when did you come out? Well, in Nashville, it was a much longer process sort of than Everywhere else, you know, I, I moved to L.A. for a period of time in the early 2000s, and it's I felt like I didn't have to make an announcement in Nashville. Um, but ultimately, when I met my husband and, and we decided, you know, we were going to get married and we were looking to have kids, I just started saying it publicly as opposed to not saying anything. I don't think people were surprised. I think most people knew, and especially in my inner circle. But I would say that when I, you know, started to have some success around 2009, 2010, I would just openly talk about, right. uh, you know, just openly talk about it where there wasn't a big announcement. Um, and and what I, I know, you know, with your story as well, I have been so, or I hope, um, I assume that for you, I, I have been so blown away by how little. It mattered to people. <laughs> right. Same here. <laughs> you know, and that yes. what a yes. what a thing that we carried with us for so long thinking it was gonna, you know, make or break us. And really, I mean, for me, it definitely made me because I started writing different. I started being more honest. And the, the, yeah. the human heart is the human heart. And we love the same way, ultimately. So when I was able to go in there and tell my story truthfully, it translated. Most definitely. And look, uh, Though it took me an it's evolution, yeah, you know, of feelings and time, and well, it really, I will say now, I mean, it, I'm so proud of you because, especially doing what you do, I mean, I think that it had to have been terrifying, the career you have built, the relationships you have, and for people to just assume what they do, and then for you to say that you were gay it i think it helped so many people i know it did um and i was out at the time but it helped me and i think that people say you can do anything it doesn't matter if you're gay straight black white young old if you are living your truth you know that is the ultimate win and i really do feel i'm i'm really happy and proud for you thank you i appreciate you saying that but i was going to say before you said all those nice things that um it took me seeing you mm. and others like you in our community for me to feel like, oh, maybe I could say this at some point. 
Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you saying that, yeah. and I agree. I'm, I'm glad that, that that happened, but I still say with what you were doing. And, yeah. you know, I always, like, use the Luke Bryan example because uh, Luke is so open-minded and has a huge heart. But I still put, like, Luke, when I was thinking about whether or not he knew, because I, I remember he asked yeah. me to come out on the road with him, and that's yeah. when we wrote Kiss yeah. Tomorrow Goodbye. And this has been 10 years. But I, one of the first questions I asked my publisher or my, the, the person who was booking the trip was, uh-huh. does he know I'm gay? Yeah. Um, because I don't want him to be put off or surprised by that or make anyone uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, yeah. I mean, that's not even a, a question. Yeah. But I still think of like being in high school and Luke is like the cool kid. <laughs> and I really want to be his friend. And so I don't want to do anything that that would make him... Mm-hmm. not want to hang out with me. Basically, he completely squashed and demolished all of that in, <laughs> in knowing him. Right. This was the story I built. Yep. Um, and I think when you finally realize that it's all in your head, that part of it, yeah. we're so lucky to be living when we do. Yeah. You know, because there were a lot of people that those stories were real for. Totally. Thank you, Shane. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for coming by. Yep. Make sure you watch the show on uh, Wednesday nights on uh, NBC. Thanks for listening to Cody Allen's podcast. This is Cody Cast.